Pines in the pines where the sun never shines. You'll shiver when the cold wind blows. There's a grave in the pines where the sun never shines. There's a grave that's shaded with the pines. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? I am great. Good. How are you? I'm exceptionally well, thank you. I love that. Yes. <laughs> and we hope that you queens, kings, and folks are also doing exceptionally well. Hello to the king queendom. Yes. And we welcome you back to not exactly the Slay Queens podcast. Yeah, it's not the Slay Queens podcast. I mean, it's it's like the Slay Queens podcast. But it's not, though, really. It, it's not really. A little of, bit. I mean, slightly. Kind of. But not at all, really? Mm, I think sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes but not always. I agree. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to all the folks to the Shallow Dive episodes. Um, lightly touch on subjects. <laughs> we lightly, we shallow, we touch on subjects in a shallow fashion. Yes. Um, I like that. It's a good this, combo. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is, or these are the episodes where Ashley and I just kind of talk about whatever we want to because yeah, we can. Because it's our show. Because it's our show. It's our podcast. And we're paying the bills around here. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. <laughs> so... Um, we will pose the ever important question, and I'm going to pose it to you now. Okay. Ashley. Uh, so here we go. Ashley. Now. What are you diving into, Queen? So it's funny because I didn't realize that we had just talked about this last time, but uh, I've had a lot of people talk to me about this show, and I started watching The Outsider. Oh, yeah. I recommended it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, I'm you, one of the people well, who Well, you kind of solidified it. Yeah. it for me. I yeah. think I even said on, like, the last shallow dive, like, well, now that you've said it, that you love it, I'm yeah. like, okay, well, I trust you more than anyone. So, we... Okay, so I... This is what I always do. If it's a new show, I will watch the first episode by myself, and then... I'll decide if I'm going to continue on or if I'm going to be like, okay, I'll wait for her to get home so that we can watch this show together. Yeah. Because I just kind of can tell if it's something she's going to be into or not. Yeah. This was one, of course, that I knew she'd be into. And we are officially at, we just finished episode seven, which was funny because last night we went to go start episode seven Mm -hmm. and I noticed the name of the episode is in the pines, in the pines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I noticed that as well because we are actually in the same spot. Now, we've stopped watching the last, probably the last week or so. Maybe okay. not a full week, but the last several days we've stopped watching. So have you watched the next episode yet? I don't think okay. we've watched the next episode yet. I think the last one uh, we watched was In the Pines, In the Pines as well. Um, should we watch that tomorrow? Is that what we should do for our date? I think that is maybe <laughs> an excellent idea. We might idea. be having a double yeah. date watching... Fucking The Outsider. But anyways, totally. yeah, that's what I've been diving into. Yeah. Um, My favorite quote, though, was from, like, I think it's it has to be the first episode, because I wrote it before she was here, so it has to be the first episode. Uh, The officer, the, like, the, the main, oh, shit. 
the gray-haired guy that doesn't believe in anything. Yeah. Um, I also can't remember his name. I never can uh, remember his name. He's an actor that I wasn't familiar with before uh-huh. this particular series, and I looked him up, and I guess he's uh, he's Australian, so maybe okay. he's more well-known in that Could country. Be. Yeah, well, love him, but <laughs> I loved that in the first episode he said, like, he, they were going to go arrest the guy. Yeah. They were going to go arrest him, and he said, uh, I hope to God he resists. <laughs> I'm like, I swear, I feel like it would be the same way yeah. for someone like that that you believe committed did this heinous a particularly crime. Gruesome yeah, crime. absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, if you do something to a child, then yeah, I hope you resist when I go to arrest you. <coughs> I'm sorry. You're fine. <coughs> I'm human. Water. <laughs> Sometimes I fall. <laughs> it's all right. I do it all the time too. Goodness gracious, I don't know where that came from. Ah, but I do turn into a, like, four-year-old little English girl whenever I'm coughing or sneezing. I'm like, goodness gracious, oh my. (laughs) Oh my. So now everyone has been... Oopsie-daisy. Oopsie-daisy. At least uh, an auditory uh, witness to that. That's all right. Yes. (laughs) It's Um, adorable. I am glad that you are enjoying The Outsider because it is a phenomenal show. Honestly. Again, Cynthia Erivo is absolutely amazing. She's my favorite character. Oh, me too. That's the one thing. I'm like, ah, I'm glad that you said that because actually I had forgotten that you said that until mm-hmm. literally, what was it, yesterday that I listened to the episode when it like officially came out and yeah. I was like, oh my God, we just talked about this yeah. and she he just brought her up and I had completely forgotten about it and we both had decided when that character came on to the mm-hmm. show, we're both like, this is, duh. Love yeah. her. She's we're both great. obsessed. <laughs> She's absolutely stunning. She's so talented, and the character uh, definitely adds so much to that storyline. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, so, so much. <clears throat> so, yeah, there's that. I also yeah. appreciate the fact that you've referenced uh, our intro music. Uh, in the pines, in the pines. Um, and I wonder, I wonder if listeners wonder, like, why we've chosen, like, that particular song as our uh, introduction, in, introduction, our introduction, our introductory um, music. Yeah. And honestly, it really just comes back to the fact that when you and I were discussing doing this podcast, neither one of us are musicians and our resources were very limited. Clearly. Uh, yeah. And I basically said, well, I'm going to go in and just search for anything that's public domain at this point, Uh something that we could use without having to pay like royalties and and things to, and just see if anything is appropriate, see if anything fits. And I just Googled like public domain music. And there was just like a list of probably 12 songs that popped up immediately. And this was somewhere right in the middle, Mm -hmm. this in the pines, like old kind of folklore song. And it just had enough of like a creepy, like murdery element that I was like, this is perfect. Well, and it's um, been redone a million yeah, times. By Dolly Parton is well, one yeah, of the people who's covered it. God bless Dolly. We love her. I would what love. What am I thinking of the 90s grunge Nirvana? Nirvana did it as well? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew that. And I'm a huge Nirvana yeah. fan. Um, so I'll have to listen to that at it's some point. It's a version of it. Yeah. But those versions, I'm sure we could not afford. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> People would recognize them probably, yeah, maybe. But yeah. However, uh, this particular... I love that version. I think it's so awesome. Like, it just, I, I heard it and I'm like, it sounds so creepy, but I'm like, I also know these words for some reason. And yeah. it didn't dawn on me until later. I was like, oh, that's a song that's been like redone, like 
I don't even think I, I tried to find its origin, right? Because remember I texted you and mm-hmm. I said, you know that the song, like, some guy, like, recorded it in prison when he was, like, on trial for, like, he was in prison for murder or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, I thought that was the original, like, version. And then I got into this rabbit hole of versions of it. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I can't even figure out who originally yeah. wrote it. And they, they even says, like, on on the interwebs that it really can't be traced back to one individual person yeah. as far as I've read. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of cool to know that. Yeah. Right? It's old folklore mm-hmm. and it's interesting. Um, Dolly Parton did cover it, but in the podcast, Dolly Parton's America, which is absolutely amazing, especially yeah. if you are a fan of Dolly Parton, but even if you're not, it's just such a good, good, good podcast. Dolly Parton talks about that song specifically when she's talking about how, um, she originally started writing songs because mm-hmm. she originally started writing songs in that kind of way, that traditional like old folklore, like very much songs that were about like death and dying. And she kind of touches on the history of songs like that. And she sings a little portion of that song. Uh-huh. And she's like, they were all kind of about like death and dying yeah, and like sure. murder and whatnot. And that is absolutely uh, what that is. I don't know that it's about murder per se. Now the, the kind of clips that we choose yeah, right, right. for the purposes <laughs> of our podcast sound very murdery, but That's, it just, it go, and it goes well together it as does. an intro and a outro. Yeah. I always want to say like an exit, like exitro. <laughs> exitro? But it's an outro. Exitro. <laughs> exitro. No, I prefer word. outro. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> the actual word. <laughs> but I'm glad that that came up because I've been wondering when we were going to address that. Yeah. On I never the even considered it. Yeah. I just assumed that eventually someone would ask, mm-hmm. uh, but this happened very fluidly. Um, like organically. Yeah. Uh, it was serendipitous. It was- I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. I was hoping anyway. So, I think I'm just going to flip it to your side because it's something that both of us have been diving into. Okay. And we have talked already off off the the microphone here about it. So, I will ask you so we can Mm -hmm. discuss what we've both been diving into. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, <laughs> if uh, you will. Okay, so first we have been discussing probably uh, what I would like to choose for my queer element queer element this week, and also yours likely. Yes. Um, Aaron Schock. <laughs> Shall we talk about this? Aaron Schock, for anybody who maybe is not familiar, he's a former uh, U.S. representative for, I believe, the state of Illinois. He was Republican. He very famously... Um, in his time as a U.S. representative, voted against LGBTQIA matters. Right. Very anti-gay marriage, very anti-gay rights. Um, he has come out as a homosexual. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> some of the things that people have had to say in response to it uh, that were my absolute favorite were there's a headline that was Rolling Stone said, former Congressman Aaron Schock comes out as gay. Surprising no one. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. And referencing the reasons why no one is uh, is shocked by right. this. Here we go. Um, Paul Rudnick, who is actually an American playwright, if uh, people are unfamiliar with him, uh, he tweeted saying... Um, that Aaron Chuck had finally come out as gay. He said, I was stunned. 
He seemed like a fine young man who simply enjoyed bodybuilding, putting his ta- putting his hands down other fellows' pants at raves, and opposing gay marriage. But gay? Are you sure? Question mark. Yeah. And that's the I shade. I thought that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's the shade because... The shade of it all. Last year at Coachella, yeah. he, at this point... At that point, uh, was very famously um, videoed and photographed uh, participating yes, doing these in things. yeah participating uh, in these activities. He was dancing with a young man, yeah. making out with him. Literally had his hands down this gentleman's pants, like jerking him off yeah, at very Coachella. Obviously. Yeah, and before that, even I believe it was before that, his grinder profile had been leaked. Uh-huh. Uh, to the world and he I think in response to that very uh, to my understanding would be or even if this is just hearsay and it was potentially his response would have been well someone could have stolen my photos and applied them to like catfish people to a grinder profile trace those things you absolutely can (laughs) and we talked about that whole Luca Magnata yeah and thing is though is that um there were pictures of him spreading his cheeks and showing his gaping asshole (laughs) to the camera which is um, not something taking a whole feet if you will (laughs) and you and i discussed this uh when we weren't recording this is not something that any heterosexual woman would want i don't these are obviously photos that you're taking for men who want to engage in anal sex or you want them to engage in anal sex with you that's your um the inviting yeah so no one's surprised yeah shocker not shocker Mm -hmm. you have been gay for a while we've all known about this for a while um and you have felt the need to come out why Part of me wonders if there was an ultimatum of some kind going on in his life, uh, some kind of blackmail, whatever, whatever it may be. The, the, the point, that, that part doesn't matter. It remains to be seen. Maybe we'll figure out one day. Yeah. I hope we do because I'm going to keep a close eye on this Yeah. because I'm curious. But uh, the thing that really like chapped my ass <laughs> about the whole thing, well, aside from the fact that he was just such a hypocrite, obviously... Yeah. Uh, and perpetuating this idea that it's okay to be closeted and then and also homophobic, which, what the fuck? Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I get some people struggle and they deal with things differently, whatever, but, like, it's just, it, it's inexcusable how, at this level for me. Mm-hmm. And the article that, like, brought my attention to it recently was, the only thing it really said about it was that he... Uh, it wasn't an apology for anything. It was, I wish I wouldn't have wasted so many years not, like, basically, like, being out. And it's like, okay, well, that's still a very selfish fucking thing to say. It has nothing to do with, like, the entire community as a whole. I don't understand why anyone would want to have sex with this guy in the community knowing that he was what he was and he behaved the way that he did and also, too... Now he's not even apologizing for it. I agree with you. The thing that I am the most disturbed by is the fact that he's now come out Uh and the community, not as a whole, but a lot of people in the community have said, you know what, um, we should show him love and acceptance and all of these things that would be appropriate, in my opinion, if he were to say, I struggled with my sexuality and I did a little, and, and during that time, I used the power that I had 
as a U.S. representative to hurt the community. Yeah. And I regret that. And I'm sorry. And I would change it if I could. And please forgive me. Yeah. If he were coming forward and saying those things and taking those steps, I would feel more forgiving and accepting maybe a little bit of sympathy a little bit of sympathy and i do sympathize with the fact that apparently he comes from a deeply religious family of course yeah now that he's come out like they want him to do conversion therapy which is awful i've known two people both a man and a woman who were subjected to conversion therapy it's completely terrible it's awful i wouldn't wish that on anybody but Mm -hmm. you can't just come out and say this was my struggle and this is what I'm doing about it. You didn't just have your own struggle. You participated in making the struggle of other people in the community harder, more difficult, and worse. You punished us. We need you to fall on the sword, so to speak, and say... I've done this. I'm wrong and I'm sorry. Yeah. Accept your wrongdoing. Yes. Accept your bullshit. And then maybe I and other members of the community will forgive you. However, there are people in the community who have forgiven him. Let's be honest, because he's an aesthetically pleasing man with fucking six pack abs. Yeah. And that's what some of these men care about. Mm -hmm. And it's bullshit that you would forgive someone who has done such wrong what to so many people. What if he looked like people. Harvey Weinstein? That is almost, almost <laughs> identical to the comparison that I made when I was talking to my boyfriend about this last night. I was like, okay, let's say that Mitch McConnell came out <laughs> as homosexual <laughs> and said that he uh, had made all of these horrible I mean, decisions I so many of them in his political really career because... What if Donald Trump... <laughs> Exactly. He had done all these horrible things in his political career because he was scared. Uh-huh. Because he was he, he was he was scared of himself and he was scared of coming no, out. We would crucify this guy. We would crucify this man because he's a creepy looking yeah. old white dude. But because Aaron Shock is this hot, aesthetically pleasing 38-year-old man who, for all intents and purposes, people are like he's a hot piece of ass. We're gonna do another Eliza Schlesinger. Reference for like I think the third week in a row on the shallow dive. Many, many, many. Yes, but it's one of the ones when she's talking about there's there's a difference when you're a okay straight a straight female right, Mm -hmm. and you see a group of hot guys and you like feel cute. You're walking by like ooh I feel so cute. They're looking at my butt. Blah blah blah, whatever. But then you walk past a table of like creepy like unkempt, whatever looking yeah. dudes that aren't attractive to you. And you're just like, Oh my God, please don't look at my butt. Please don't look at my butt. Please don't look at my yeah. butt. And she says, she even says, what does she say? She's like, uh, she's like, every woman hates to be harassed unless it's by a hot guy. Cause that's mm-hmm. just called flirting. Yeah. And I'm like, she is making such a good point though. Like yeah. I know that it's a joke and she doesn't yeah. actually believe like she's just illustrating exactly yeah. what it is. And that's yeah. exactly what we're saying right yeah. now. She, uh, she says she was like, no woman is ever like, get away from me. You, you model. model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly true. Like we are such a, what's the word I'm looking it's for? It's a society of like, the more attractive you are, the more you're really worth. 
Yeah. Yeah. And And I want to use the Kardashians as an example because they're all so beautiful and they're like multimillionaires and billionaires. But I'm a stan for them only because I know what they do for like different communities anyways. But like it's a it's a perfect point. They're all millionaires, almost billionaires. One of them is a billionaire. It's not because of what they do for society, because so many people think that they're awful. (laughs) When in reality, it's like they're just as famous. Like there's so many reasons why they're famous. You just assume it's because they're so attractive. And that's what started it. Yeah. We just we place so much importance on the way people look. Mm -hmm. And clearly this whole situation illustrates that we place much more importance on the way that people look than the way that they behave. Mm -hmm. Um, And we are just willing to forgive him now at this point. No. Because he happens to have six pack abs and Mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, I'm a bottom. You know, I mean, no, that's (laughs) unacceptable. That's That's unacceptable. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Um, No, you're totally right. I agree 100%. I really do. Because I was thinking about, like, to me, and it's not a comparison at all, but in my head, the way I viewed it, because of how big of a travesty in, like, sports world this was for mm -hmm. everyone in Cleveland, I thought of, like, when LeBron left Cleveland and went to Miami. Okay. And he did it the way that he did it. He was basically just like, nobody knew. He left like a thief in the middle of the night. He said, I'm taking my talents to Miami. And people were burning his jersey. Like, Mm -hmm. fuck this guy. You did all this for the city. And now you're just going to abandon us. And then, however many years later, he gets, what, three rings. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm done here. I can't get the seven I promised. I'm going to go back to Miami. And people are just like buying his jersey. Or back to Cleveland. People are buying his jersey again. And I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) You guys were literally like wanting to crucify this guy. And mm-hmm. now because he just decided, you know what? I'm going to go back because I couldn't do what I said I was going to do. You're just accepting him with open arms. It's yeah. not comparable. But like to me in my head, I'm thinking the same kind of idea where people were so just like angry. And then all of a sudden it's just like all is forgiven, even though there was no apology. No matter how you look at it, it's it's hypocrisy. That's a thank it's you. Hypocrisy. Yes, it 100% yeah. is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and that. Oh my god! Thank you. Oh my god! Thank you. And that is um, that's what I've mostly been diving into as far as like the queer element of of what's kind of like going on this yeah, week. Um, I I have been watching and listening to so much true crime this week. Uh, I don't know where all this free time has come from, um, but <laughs> I not a bad thing. I have so much. Yeah, and I think the thing that I do want to mention just in the few minutes that we have here is that I'm kind of obsessed over this new podcast, which is called strictly stalking. Um, and I didn't realize just how fascinated I was by stalking cases. I mean, I think a lot of times we, even as people who do a podcast, um, and we're very, I think vocal about the fact that true crime is more than just like serial killers and murderers. I think that I even am guilty of not realizing how fascinating cases aside from serial killers and murderers so, actually are. Well, and here's the thing, actually, I, I wrote that down just as you said it, because I think part of like the aspect of this, of like serial killers, of the stalking part is mm-hmm. what intrigued me so much when I was younger. Like they always, a long time ago when I was starting to research like serial killers, they would always say that like, they typically have this this 
regiment of how they stalk their victims kind mm-hmm. of thing. BTK <laughs> being a huge one of them, right? Yeah. It was all about, this is how I watch this person. This is how I know what they're doing, whatever. So that sounds 100% in my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, you should totally check it out. It's called Strictly Stalking. I yeah. think it's available on all the major platforms. I think, I mean, it's relatively new. I think we're in like episodes of seven and eight at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I binged all of them in like a day, day and a half. Never really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And it's inspired me. I would really, um, actually, I've been nosing around the interwebs trying to figure out maybe uh, a case that we could do as part of our podcast mm-hmm. um, that was like an LGBTQIA uh, stalking situation. Um, so I'm going to have to look into that just a little bit more. There and may- has got to be plenty yeah. of them. There, maybe there'll be a little bit more of that to come on the program. We could literally like look up the movie Swim Fan and talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, that's the one that I'm, I'm loving right now. Like I said, it's inspired me to look into maybe a stalking case that we could cover yeah. on the main portion of the podcast. Love that idea. Um, there are just some kind of interesting stories, um, and different types of stalking stories. Like, um, the most recent episode, I think it was the new one that was released this week, which is a situation that I never considered could be a situation mm-hmm. was a woman who had been adopted, mm-hmm. like as an infant, uh, had been adopted, never had a relationship with her birth mother, but her birth mother found her as a teenager and began stalking her as a teenager into her adult life. So she was literally stalked by, by her, her birth mother. mother. Yeah. And just a very fascinating story that again i never would have considered like a real possibility but yeah you can be stopped by anybody right yeah um or the intriguing thing to me would be how did the situation start like it wasn't just some random person who saw a grocery store like how do you know this person what made you just made the person decide to stalk this person and it's a variety of stories a variety of situations there are people who uh, were stalked by acquaintances. Um, I know girls who have stalked other girls, so I'm sure there has to be something out there. Yeah. Well, like, uh, like this program specifically, there was a woman who was stalked by uh, a person she knew casually in high school, but he didn't start stalking her until she was an adult. Um, there was a random situation where a woman was the owner of an art gallery and this guy just showed up like to an event that she was hosting uh-huh. one night, met her and literally said to her, to her face, I'm going to start stalking you. Uh, just, and he did. Yeah. And he did crazy stuff what? like that. The woman who, uh, of course was stalked by, um, the, uh, How do you even the do birth that? mother. Yeah, yeah. Um, and interesting, like pop culture, like sort of thing. Um, a former miss Arizona, I believe she was, was stalked by a man who just like saw, um, her out at uh, like a publicity like type thing that yeah, she was yeah, doing a yeah. PR thing that she was doing yeah. and uh, he just started stalking her thereafter she is Nick Cannon's baby mama so she is a child uh, with Nick Whoa. Cannon yeah <laughs> what yeah. I didn't even yeah. know he had a a, a, a baby wow. mama other than yeah, Mariah Carey that's what I'm saying <laughs> like wait what happened before Mariah or yeah. after uh, I think this was before Mariah. Oh, wow. I okay. think. I don't know. Like, I didn't look up I didn't matter. look up the timeline. <laughs> That's not it was just part of the details. Yeah, it was wow. just interesting. And I know you appreciate pop culture references. Of course, duh. Um, But it's such 
a well-done podcast. Okay. And it has kind of opened my eyes to I'm, how yeah. fascinated I am by stalking cases. I'm super intrigued by this. Now. Yeah. So you totally have to check it out. Yeah. And uh, you queens, kings, and folks will also have to check it out because I, I definitely recommend it. And I like to pay the love forward with other podcasts. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're listening to us, if you hear Absolutely. us recommending another podcast, that means you've tuned into us. Yeah. And we are so happy for that. And we want you to go show love to other uh, people and the hard work that they're doing. Well, for sure. And like plenty of people need like the entertainment pretty often. Like people who work in, you know, office jobs yeah. or someone like you who drives an hour to and from work every day or whatever days you work, like all of that, like there are so many opportunities to be listening to something when you can't necessarily be looking at something. So it's a great, uh, yeah, we're giving you lots of more entertainment. Yeah. And speaking also in, um, I guess in a very positive way about the strictly stalking podcast, I gave them a shout out on one of my personal social media accounts the other day. I think it was Twitter. I did like a follow Friday or, uh, maybe a shout out on Instagram, something of that nature and their account and I tagged their account in it their account responded to my shout out of them which you don't get with a lot of like big podcasts and this is not like you and I like amateur podcasters who are just starting out who are kind of on our own like they're part of a big network like they're sponsored and they're doing really well so for them to take time out to show appreciation to this little yeah yeah, this little guy like me who's kind of a nobody who's shouting them out on my social media I think that's amazing because I've done similar things with a lot of other podcasts in the past and got no response oh I'm sure yeah i'm sure so i uh i highly recommend them i think they're great awesome i love that i definitely will be listening yeah and i think that's all i have you know what before the before we do these episodes like i feel like i have a full week of time to like and and every day or every hour i'm like i want to talk about that with him i want to talk about that i want to talk about i'm gonna i should start writing things down i really should i should be better about that (laughs) because then i get to it and i'm like what did I do this week? I don't even know. <laughs> did I watch anything? Yes, but she watched things every night. So yeah. anyway, yeah. it's been fun though. Yeah. Well, I, um, I often, if I'm listening to something or I read something or I see something, I'll screen cap it on my phone. And then you see me before we yes. sit down and record these. I'm scrolling back through like I the photo gallery in my phone. I need to be better phone. about that. I feel like yeah. I started, well, I do that a lot of the times when I see stories that might be good for us to talk about. Yeah. On the main portion of the podcast i did buy a new book though that i haven't started yet i bought a new audiobook that i haven't started yet and it's about the green river killer mine's so different than that yeah it's not even a murdery one you're gonna be shocked it's by phil knight it's a shoe dog it's the guy who created nike okay I have zero interest in that, but yeah, well, I'm sure. <laughs> but okay. Literally, that has nothing to do with anything that we talk about. Yeah. So I'm like, I, that's what I have been. I went back and I restarted uh, Helter Skelter. That oh, is fun. so good. That's another like, just to break up the, uh, you know, true crime reading. Yeah. I will read a little bit of, I'm going to start yeah. reading a little bit of that uh, shoe dog afterwards. <laughs> so I don't have nightmares. I mean, I know everything about the Manson case, but it's still like when you read words like that, right? Like you just. It's intense. Yeah. Anyways, thanks everyone. (sighs) Thank you everybody for listening to us babble. Yes. Um, Please join us again next week for both our main episodes, the Slay Queens podcast, where we cover cover forever <laughs> true crimes that affect the lgbtqia plus community and then our shallow dive episodes where we just kind of talk about whatever we want to 
where we take a deep dive and a shallow dive. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can find us on all the major streaming platforms. You can find us on social medias at all the major social media platforms as well. Mm-hmm. We are Slay Queens Pod at Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and Patreon. Yes, we are. Please rate and review us five stars on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to your podcasts. And if it's not, please uh, share us on your social medias and tag us in it. We'll be happy to give you shout outs and love and praises and affection. Yes, please. All right. And that's all I have. So go out and slay queens. Just not each other. (laughs) Just not each other. I'm going away. But I won't come back on a lonesome railroad line. But I can't forget that sweet little girl who sleeps in the pines and the pines.